0: everyone, you are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Segal Network. I am so excited to be here after Shavuot. We had an incredible hug and we are back to business for our summer, spring season. Well, at least our spring season. Um, Maybe it's actually going to warm up in New York. We don't know. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it cook it eating at restaurants anything food related i'm a personal chef i'm a cookbook author um i cook for people for shabbat fiantov anytime you don't you anytime you don't feel like cooking you can give me a call or i can make you a restaurant (laughs) recommendation um i hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my exciting cooking adventures my kosher food traveling and sharing of great recipes and uh, food ideas each week but i want to hear from you guys too so, email me, naomi at nachemsegal.com. I love hearing from you. Thank you, Ruvain and Judy, uh, for always uh, chiming up and popping up on Facebook and email. I really appreciate your listenership um, or your viewership. Um, and we are right here on the Nachemsegal Network. But we also have our YouTube channel as well, where you can watch the video as well. A little uh, roundup. Um, I haven't been uh, on the air since a week or two before Shuffle What. I just want to give. Uh, a shout out to some restaurants two restaurants i ate at recently that i loved one was foemen it is out there in crown heights it was delicious had a, an incredible incredible meal Um, And then I was, um, it's Vietnamese food. And, you know, I was in Vietnam last year with Miriam Schreiber on her Kosher Legacy Tours. And wait till you hear what's coming up in the next couple of weeks with Miriam. Um, But Phamen was amazing, P-H-O-M-E-N. It's not pho, it's pho, okay? It's not the tomato, tomato kind of thing. You pronounce P-H-O in Vietnam as pho. So there you go. I sound a little cocky there, right? Sorry. I <laughs> just want to get it right for everyone. Um, okay, and then I ate at the Indian restaurant Nevanatara, in Stamford, Connecticut. It's milkic. Delicious. I love Indian food. It's so apprised. It's amazing. It's under the vat of Stamford. Connecticut, go check it out. And then you can go to Silverman's Farms as well, about half an hour away, and go pick your own vegetables. So that was a great day with my family, a real foodie day. Go pick food, and then you go eat food. So yay. Um hope everyone had a really great shovel, what? I'm a little bit sick of milhicks. Can I say that? <laughs> I love milhicks. don't get me wrong, but I'm definitely a much bigger carnivore than I am a dairy person. um okay, so we have a great lineup. I'm really glad to be back here Z k How was he Yontif, good he He doesn't have the mic on him. <laughs> He's given me two thumbs up It was good Z k doesn't love his dairy as much as he loves meat, right. <laughs> We, we're going to have some fleshics. Um Well, at least we're going to have parv soon, no dairy, on this show today. Um, so I have an incredible lineup. I have Do- Dr. Eliana Aaron from Israel on the phone with us. We're going to be talking to her. She's the owner of Food Allergy Concierge. We're going to hear all about the incredible work that she does. And on my left in the studio right here, and we're going to talk to him after we talk to Dr. Eliana. We're going to talk to um, Naftali and we're going to Engel. And we are going to talk Chatan, Um He's getting married in a week or so. Uh, maybe six less. days. Six days from airing time. That's like four days. Woo-hoo! Yeah,
1: it's four days when we're airing on. Broadway,
0: oh yeah. wow! So and getting we, ready for the offro. Oh, very nice. And we're going to have a pre kiddish here with all his uh, Rebbe's choice herring. He's the owner of the Rebbe's choice. Um, my favorite herring. <laughs> One of my favourite herrings because I do love herring and I I work course. with a lot of herring companies. I have to companies. appreciate all the. I have to appreciate options. everyone's herring and I love you know Aussies and Schwartzes, and the Rebus Choice is right up there with them right. and I'm very excited to share it with everyone. So, without further ado, let me introduce everyone to Dr. Aliana Erin. She is a doctor of nurse practitioner. Am I saying that right?
2: Uh, It's a doctor of nursing practice, but it's a
0: doctor's degree for nurse practitioners. So Uh, you are right. uh, Okay, great. I I just don't want to – it's a very coveted title. You've worked very hard to get where you are. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, I'm just going to read some of your credentials. Um, I can't even say all the letters, but there's like a DNP, APN, BC, CR – it's it's a long list of, of amazing degrees that she has. She's a U.S. board-certified nurse practitioner, um, and she lives in Israel. She's passionate about ensuring that her clients receive the best and quality care. She's had over 20 years of experience, um, and she's – how long have you been in Israel, 20 years? No, I've
2: been in Israel for 16 years.
0: 16 years. Uh, okay, so yeah. she's just a wealth of knowledge. I came to Eliana actually on my Pesach program. It all comes back to Pesach. Um I met people who she had sent to Israel. And why don't we let you elaborate a little bit more and how you and I came together, and then you'll tell us how my listeners can use some of your services.
2: Thank you. Um, well, actually, um, the way that we met Naomi is kind of cool. Um, we were hired by a family to help assure that they were going to have an allergy-free Pesach So at, they were at the... Tr- yeah.
0: yeah, I was going to say the Trump Doral. Yeah, I want to make sure we give them well, a shout-out.
2: <laughs> of, of course. So we, we were at the Trump Doral in Miami and a fabulous hotel. With Ram Caterers.
0: Um, with Ram Caterers.
2: With, of course. And Ram Caterers was very accommodating to us. And we basically uh, travel with families internationally um, to make sure that they have allergy-free meals for their allergic children or adults. And so basically, we sent a team in, two, two people, and we sterilized part of the bakery and the kitchen, and we were able to provide them with absolutely fabulous food for the entire um, stay at the Trump Terrell, and Rand Catering actually designated um, a chef just for us, and we were able to provide them allergy-free food that was absolutely out of this world, and uh, that's how we met naomi so um and it was uh it was wonderful so my company actually helps people who are on vacation and have food allergies um able to have a normal vacation experience so a lot of us who don't have food allergies take for granted that when we go on vacation we could go out to eat we could go to restaurants we could if we're in israel we could stay at hotels and eat at hotels And when you have a child with a food allergy, which is um, actually one in 13 children has um, a life-threatening food allergy, so it's actually a lot of kids, um, they can't have a normal vacation. They have to plan all the meals in advance. Usually the mom is cooking or bringing food or sweating food with her on vacation, constantly worried that their child's going to touch something that has an allergen they can't see, um, and it's very, very stressful. And about 50% of allergic reactions happen when people are not at home and people are you know, on vacation or away from their normal environment. So what we want to do is to give these moms a vacation and be able to say, we're going to worry about your child's food and you can actually not worry about this. And it's a wonderful service that we provide um, both in Israel and also internationally, so we travel with
0: our clients uh, wherever they go. So it's very, very exciting. It's unbelievable. Where? What's the most exotic place that you have gone?
2: Um, well, we go to Europe. Um, we are planning a safari with the family, um, which is very exciting. Um, and in South, with... in South Africa.
0: In South Africa. Okay, not you. Yeah,
2: in South Africa and um and so we've gone to um Venice and Prague oh I've um, been there. we yeah, and in America, we've been to um several of the major cities like Los Angeles and New York, and of course miami, um which we've done more than once but we we basically um work with um the restaurants, and in Israel, we can work with the hotels, actually. that's um, amazing, to, yeah. It really is. You know, Israel used to be the scariest place for people to travel to. That's what and I've they have heard. Food
0: allergies. Oh, that's what I've heard because yeah. there's sesames flying everywhere.
2: Totally right. It's actually we actually tell people if you have some of the major food allergies like eggs or peanuts, tree nuts, um, or sesame, especially that you really can't have any baked goods in the entire country of Israel. Um, and the exception, of course, is you know that we produce. Uh, allergy-free baked goods under Hashgafa, um for people who are in Israel. Um, and we're the only allergen-free bakery. We actually sterilize between batches of food so that we make sure that we have absolutely no
0: cross-contact with allergies. It's very exciting. That's really unbelievable. You know, I I was a teacher uh, 20 years. 20... Five years ago, I was a, a moor in a kindergarten, a ganana, right actually here on the lower east side, right up the block from here. I was a teacher in MTJ, the Yeshiva here, and the only reason why we didn't give kids peanuts in school is they would choke. And what we weren't worried about allergies. Twenty five yeah. years ago, my the only person I knew with an allergy was my f- friend's dad, and he had hay fever. He would sneeze right. a lot. What what's happened?
2: So that's a really great question, and actually, you know, scientists and and doctors and clinicians are asking themselves this same question because the number of children with allergies, and of course children become adults with allergies because you don't outgrow it, um, has increased tremendously uh, between 1997 and 2011. So there was an increase of 50% just in that period of time, which is completely crazy. So Some people theorize that it's because of environmental things and people's immune systems are not good. The other thing that was found, which has to do a lot with food, is that the way that we were feeding babies was incorrect. And actually, they now, uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics um, is now recommending that we actually feed small children all of the major allergens before age seven months because... Really? Um, what we were doing before, yes, yeah, totally. It's totally different than it used to be. Um, they want the children exposed to allergens so that their body gets used to it before they start having the ability to have a really bad allergic reaction. And it does reduce um, food allergies by about eighty percent. Okay, so, like, so I have a grand, I have a granddaughter. She's just turned six months old. She's had every allergen,
0: like, you know, the kosher allergen. Okay, right. So here's a quick, he, he, here's a thing. Um, If you are a big nurser, which I was, very open about that, Um, mm-hmm. my kids did not eat food for a very long time. And they were fat like okay. anything, right? Growing beautifully <laughs> just by nursing, right? Like. Isn't that like the more natural way to do things? And my kids, thank God, don't have allergies. And that's sheer dumb luck, I guess, at this point, because my husband had, and I did not have allergies growing up, thank God. But, but, you know, back then that was the accepted thing to do. Like, not sure. like, you know, mother's milk.
2: So, right. So, obviously, you know, I'm I'm a big nurse too. Um, I, I we definitely this recommend is for all the ladies. Nursing. No, absolutely. Sorry, <laughs> gentlemen who are listening. Yeah. But we definitely recommend nursing. It's natural. For sure. We don't want to replace that. But it is important to introduce the allergens by seven months old. So normally we recommend, like, because I'm also a, a medical provider, um, that you start feeding your baby at about six months old. So you have, like, about a month. But some people start a bit earlier to feed their babies. But they continue nursing also.
0: Right. No, of um, course not. Of co- I mean, of course they will. Yeah,
2: but they do want children to start having some food by six months now, and they actually want to try. It used to be you start one food, you wait three days, you yeah. Food, you that was 20, 20 years ago. They don't want right. They don't want people doing that anymore. So,
0: uh, um, isn't there something it's called it's the bumba test? What about the bumper test? American so, kids now are told to eat bumper from like little, like very young.
2: Right. So we just gave Bamba to my granddaughter over Shabbat. It was really great. Um, and she's six months old. And the nice thing about Bamba is it has peanuts, okay, but it melts in your mouth. Right. So this baby, we stuck a Bamba in her mouth, and she didn't even know what to do with it. Because, you <laughs> so know, cute. what do you do with a Bamba? She has no teeth. But when we took it out of her mouth, it had completely melted in her mouth. So she was exposed successfully to peanuts. Um, without, you know, thank God, no allergic reaction, but that way we are preventing her, hopefully, from having that allergy. Um, and in Israel, it's extremely rare to have peanut allergies because they give babies peanuts from, I mean, in, in the form of bamba, of course. From, from about a very young. It's like It's like yeah. their
0: Cheerios. You know, American kids, we, they, we give all our kids our Cheerios. So they give exactly. their kids bamba.
2: So we, yeah, so they, in Israel, they give kids bamba. Bamba has soy in it, has some wheat in it, um, and has um, uh, peanuts in it. But it's, th- that's part of the allergy crisis in Israel, is there's very little awareness of food allergies in Israel, because Israeli kids generally don't have food allergies, because they, you know, from at six months old, they're having tahina, which has sesame, and they're having uh, bamba, which has peanuts, and they're having fish, and, and they're, Having all of these things very, very early, so when you're a tourist coming in and you have allergies, the chefs and the uh, maitre d's at hotels, they don't even have a clue what that really means. No, right. Um, and, and that's why it's so scary to be here. I've had clients, you know, before they were my clients, of course, but um, that were in hospital in Israel for, you know, with a kid in a coma because they had an allergic oh, God. reaction. Um, that you couldn't possibly anticipate. So it becomes very frightening for people, and so we try to alleviate that.
0: Wow, okay, so were you an allergy specialist back in the States, um, or did you come come into (laughs) this when you came to Israel? So that's
2: a really good question. Um, So actually (laughs) when I, no, that's a fabulous question. So, actually, I'm a family nurse practitioner, and I worked as a family nurse practitioner both in the states and in Israel. I was the uh, um, medical officer of the U.S. Consulate in Jerusalem for wow. eight years, and then I did my doctorate um, at Yale University. And she's really I smart. That, I, um, I, well, you know, sometimes. <laughs> um, but um, while I was doing that, I was looking specifically at Israel and trying to figure out which populations or which health conditions don't have the optimal care they could. And that's sort of how I started getting into food allergies, um, is I started realizing that, first of all, tourists who come to Israel don't necessarily get the the best health care. And Israel has great health care, but that if they have food allergies, it's just one story after another of people who have these horrible reactions um, to food allergies, and a couple of people died. Um, so I started realizing that, and I coincidentally at the time I have an employee um, who had children with severe life threatening food allergies, and she described to me what it was like to be on vacation and how frightening it was. And I started doing a lot of research and realizing, you know, there is no company in the world that does this, and it has to get done. So I started Food Allergy Concierge. Uh,
0: how, how long has this been around?
2: Uh, we've been around for three years. Uh, we started off only in Israel, um, and basically we've expanded internationally in the last two years. And uh, we now have about 10 employees who travel um, with our clients, and um, and we train them very, very well. And we retrain all the time and um, keep on top of all the research. And uh, it's very exciting how we're growing and trying to accommodate all the different people who are looking for this kind of service, you know?
0: Unbelievable. I'm completely blown away by people's also, you're an entrepreneur as well as being, you know, know, someone in the medical field. You've actually seen a hole in the field. You saw where something was lacking and you jumped in. You try to you know, work with it. And then you started a business-based offer. I love that. I love women in business. (laughs) So do I. I love it. (laughs) It's awesome. We we work very Um, hard. Well, yeah,
2: but I think it's really important, actually, for, you know, for women to be more entrepreneurial. Um, Yes. And, uh, but, but, you know, I really, um, that's kind of the way I am. I see a, a problem and then I say to myself, how am I going to help fix this problem? So when it comes to food allergies, there are a lot of problems. So I started off in Israel, and then our clients, and when we get a client, we get a client for life. Like, they just want us coming with them on every vacation. Because you're a game changer.
0: Said,
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. It's, I, I've had mothers come to me and, and with tears in their eyes and say, I never, I didn't even remember what it was like to be on vacation. Oh, that's and I just, so and, and beautiful. It was, it's, like, it's heartbreaking, but... um but I'm so pleased that we could do that for them. It's wonderful. But we, you know, what we're able to do is is so important. And then when they say, you know, but we want to go on a cruise, we, we go on cruises. So we want to go on a cruise. Can you come with us on a cruise? And the answer is yes. If we have enough time to plan in advance, we can't, you know, do last-minute things because everything requires a huge amount of preparation.
0: Right, I would imagine. But
2: totally um that's the key to everything to all safety is planning in advance but we when we have clients who started saying but we want to travel to other places not just to israel so we said you know what we have to we have to do this you know we have to give this to them so it's amazing unbelievable
0: this is really at like a game changer for so many families i mean no one in my family has allergies, if I could say Baruch Hashem, because um, thank God, Baruch Hashem. Yeah, <laughs> um, it is definitely a challenge. Um, so you know, I, I but I love to travel and to be held back by something. But your kids' life is, or your own health is, the most important thing. And of and course. the fact that you can alleviate so much for so many families is just incredible.
2: Yeah, and it's you know and. We, we've worked with families who, um, you know, we work with people who are obviously Jewish and firm and kosher, but we also work with people who are not Jewish. And people say to me, you know, I, my husband and I go on vacation without our children because we don't want to leave this child out. Um, and, you know, they are very wealthy. You know, they own a boat. This particular family I'm thinking of, they own a boat. They can't go away um, with their children on vacation. The child is 10 years old, and he's never been on vacation. It's just so sad. It's not like a money issue. It's a safety issue where the mom is just really worried about this child. And, you know, also, by the way, when kids come to seminary in Yeshiva, it's a huge problem because they come to Israel, and they're alone without their parents for the first time. And it's, it's like, and no one's telling you what to eat. And I see a lot of problems happening here in Israel when kids come for their year and all of a sudden making bad decisions. That, and so we try to actually work with them too.
0: I'm really I'm really glad you bought that. I actually have in my notes year in Israel because that is a huge thing. Um, my friend, I have... I've, I have three daughters, actually I have four daughters, but one's still young. Three daughters went through the seminary system um, in the last Mm -hmm. couple of years and some of them had friends who have crazy allergies. One girl could not be in the same seminary dorm if they were baking apples in their Dira. Somehow the smell of baked apples in the air put her into anaphylactic shock. She never had it before and she never had it again in, in America. But only in Israel, the baked apples would put her into shock. My, actually, one of my daughters could not eat gluten in Israel. She was, she could only be gluten free because somehow the bread in Israel or the gluten's in Israel were killing her stomach. So wow. she went gluten free. She came back to America. Back to gluten, no problem. It's so interesting wow. how each country, maybe it's the water, how the water reacts with the gluten, with her stomach. Who knows? I mean, she was came in for Pesach, took her for some testing. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have a kid that's going to be or gluten-free, it ends up being nothing, just something in Israel. But like a lot of the kids that go off to Israel have really big allergies. I, how can we make them feel safe? What lessons can we teach these kids? If You know, tip pointers that we can give these kids who are going off to Israel.
2: Well, that's a really good question, and I think part of it depends on your allergy. So, for example, we had um, a seminary student this year who's allergic to milk. Now, milk is an allergy where if you are in Yerushalayim, it's very easy. Just avoid halavi restaurants, like avoid dairy restaurants, and then you're fine, because you know there's not going to be milk in a meat restaurant. Right. Um, But, she, for example, she went to uh, an ice cream store where they had vegan. So vegan means no eggs, no milk. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, ices. And the problem is that if you're in the same store, they're going to use the same scooper. Scooper, yeah. And yeah. she ended up in an anaphylactic reaction. Um, and she thought she was being, you know, safe, asking, "Oh, is this dairy free, vegan?" You know, but. The kids have to know about the cross-contact problem, that the same utensil cannot touch anything you've been allergic to. So if you haven't seen it being cleaned right in front of you, that's a problem. And also, if it wasn't cleaned the last time they scooped out of that ice cream, then it doesn't matter what the spoon is. It's already in there. So I tell people you have to, like, if you think about um, having a a gate around the mitzvah, like if you have a mitzvah, then you have a gudera around the mitzvah. So you have to think about your allergy like that. Like, like for example, I had two small kids in Israel who got um, anaphylactic reactions. Both were in comas from eating a pizza bread. Oh. They're allergic to sesame. There's no sesame in pizza. But in the store, people are touching everything, and sesame oil is invisible, and obviously it was cross-contact. So... These two two little babies who were four and six years old, they ended up individually, not the same family, in comas, in the hospital, during someone's vacation in Israel, and that's a terrible situation. So I tell people if you have um, egg, peanut, tree nut, um, or sesame allergy, you really need to not have any baked goods in Israel at all from any public place. Again, like we produce that, you know, obviously that's different. But any commercial bakery or hotel, you can't have any baked goods. So no hamossi, no nothing, mm. um, which is obviously very challenging because the pastries in Israel can be quite tempting. Yes. Um, where, where can
0: they find your information to get your bread? Do you, you should actually – here's a great business idea, both of us in business here all the time. There we You go. should contact the seminaries and offer the bread to them to have in the freezers for the girls mm-hmm. or, or the girls that can order the bread.
2: Right, so that's actually well, the a really good idea. The issue is that there are so many different combinations of allergies that we would have to make many different kinds of bread, and it mm. would have to be labeled correctly. And then we would have to make sure that the seminary didn't screw up and give the wrong, you know, bread to the wrong person. Like we 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 sterilize between making our bread batches, for example. So if we have um, someone allergic to eggs, then we make an egg-free bread. If someone's not allergic to eggs, we want them to have an egg bread. So, you know, so it's trying to balance that. And, we, you know, we're not going to do gluten-free bread, obviously, which is not even hamosi, but we're not doing gluten-free bread for people who don't have a gluten allergy. Uh-huh. So so the, the issue is there's so many kinds, but we do um, send information to the seminaries and yeshivas. And actually, every year, we have parents um, who order. And um, last this, this year, we actually gave large orders to yeshivas, and they made room in their freezer. So we gave, like, two, three months of frozen pastries and breads and cookies and, and um, all kinds of baked goods, um, like three months' supply. And then the kids were good for a long time. And that worked very, very well. Um, Because then we made that batch for that child's allergy. I I love Um, this.
0: This is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. I know what it's like sending kids off without allergies and the anxiety you have. What are they going to eat? You know, and they got in quite a lot of the girls. I keep referring to the seminary because they only have daughters. But for the boys also, like usually the food is prepared for them and the girls have got to cook their own. How fair is that? I don't know. not at all i don't
2: know either yeah
0: whatever and we pay a lot i mean the girls pay a lot of money and they have to make their own food sure. um but that's another note <laughs> for another time that's, but that's but, the next show right but I, I i you know my my daughters in general eat very healthy and they're very you know we try not to eat processed food in general because we like to eat clean but still like you worry about what they're gonna eat you know how's she gonna manage sure. and then yet alone with a kid with an allergy. So I think this is great. Yeah. I really would love to shout this from the rooftops. Are you on Instagram? I'm
2: not on Instagram. Um, I, yet, yeah I yet. probably should be. By but the I'm end of Instagram, this conversation,
0: we'll to... by the end of Motsay Shabbat, when people are really going to hear, you know, people will hear the show all week, you're going to start an Instagram page so I can direct people to you okay. because I think it's Excellent. really important. Um, so how, how how can people <laughs> find you to know more about what's going so, on?
2: So, um, so, first of all, people can find us on foodallergyconcierge.com. Um, we actually have a page for people who are kosher, but you can see from our photos, we actually, you know, it's an international business. Um, so, that's how they could reach us through the website. Um, they can, um, and we can do a consultation and, and tell people what we could do for them. Like, one of the very simple, basic things we do for dozens of kids in yeshiva and seminary, is we have a food allergy card that we give people. Um, We do it in any language, but, you know, mostly in Hebrew for the kids in Israel. Um, But it's not just a food allergy card. It has all the hidden allergens that chefs don't even realize are in um, products that they use all the time. So the Israeli chef who doesn't even know what allergens are are going to have a list of things to avoid. Um, It has emergency medical information. It has um, specific information to keep the kids safe. So if they go to a restaurant and they show that card, it explains to the chef how they can eat safely in their restaurant. And so far we've been very successful at a minimal cost to get people as safe as possible with those cards. So that's something else. But, yeah, anyway, people can contact me through uh, Food Allergy Concierge uh, dot com um, my email is info at foodallergyconcierge.com, uh, dot com and um, and we obviously have pre consultations and we can help people plan their allergy free vacation from a to z. We work with top-
0: absolutely fabulous
2: <laughs> yeah, no it's it's wonderful. We work with you know dozens of um, high end concierge companies all over the world, so you know, we get a call from, you know, England. Uh, we have a family coming uh, to Israel, and they want to have this itinerary, and they want to eat out, and then we built the a food itinerary. It's very exciting.
0: I, I love it. I'm, I'm completely blown away, and the more I hear you talk, the more I'm, like, completely blown away, but really by everything that you're doing and keeping everyone safe who has allergies. This is Dr. Eliana Aaron. All the way from Israel right now, um, foodallergyconcierge.com, to find out um, more information about what she does, thank you so much for being on the show and giving up your time. It's my pleasure. I'm going to open
2: an Instagram
0: account. You've inspired me. <laughs> okay, great. And let I'm serious. Let's talk more about it next week.
2: You got it. All right. Okay. Great. Well, what's up? Take care.
0: All right. Thank okay. you so much. It was amazing. This is Table for Two in the Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. You know, I didn't address the fact, ZK, that we were we had a late start today. We had the the, the marathon. Um, you know. For the uh, fundraiser. the fundraiser, we call it the fundraiser marathon. So, um, so that explains a little bit of why the show is uh, airing a little bit later today than usual. But we're still having our full hour, which is so exciting because I have sitting next to me. Uh, I um, the the smell is killing me in a good way because I'm like dying to eat the herring. Naftali Engel is with me, the rubber, the herring rubber, sitting right now here, right now. Just one more thing, guys. Make sure you donate. You're listening to us on NahumSiegel.com. Hit to the donate page. But you you can donate now during the marathon, during our fundraising marathon. But remember, you can also donate during the year. If you liked a really great show and you just want to keep supporting Nahum and everybody that we do, everything that we do, and we love what we do, keep supporting the network. That's all I'm going to say. I'll say it again maybe at the end. So uh, this is table for two about to eat. Six choices of herring right here on the Nachum Sigal Network. Hi, Naftali. Welcome.
1: Hey, thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. It's been a while in the making.
1: Yeah, so we're here to talk about some herring, right? We're herring.
0: So um, I met Naftali back at Kosherfest. Yes. Usually Kosher Fest used to be all about herring and gefilte fish.
1: All the Haimish stuff. All I the Haimish stuff.
0: But then it became like too gourmet for it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what the heck? Because I love herring and gefilte fish. So I was a little disappointed that. Ooh. Yeah. So I... I you were like the only herring guy this year. I
1: was the only herring guy in Thank the God. 2017 Kosher Cause you,
0: Fest. Because you blew everyone out of the water.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that's it, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Big okay. fish in a small pond. Okay,
0: yeah, we'll we'll take all that. Actually, herrings are tiny, Up
1: Herrings are, yeah, they're about uh, seven, six-inch fish, yeah.
0: Okay, so how did you get started in this, young entrepreneur?
1: Well, um, I always enjoyed eating herring. Mm-hmm. Um but where it really started was when I was in yeshiva in Israel. I went to OJ, yeshiva or Yerushalayim.
0: Yeah, sure. In Meir. Beit Meir. Yeah,
1: yeah. Meir. And um, I just couldn't find a herring that I enjoyed eating on Shabbos. So I happened to be in Sfat, where my brother lives, actually. My oh, that's brother, cool. His wife and their daughter, they live there.
0: My grandparents were from Sfat. Oh, really? Yeah. Lovely. We've got the family plots there. We even oh, wow. own some land, something.
1: Wow. Yeah, maybe that's their it's their apartment. It's, yeah. it's
0: rubble. It's rubble, oh, actually, okay. the land. But whatever.
1: All right. you could build something nice, I guess. Yeah. a matchbox um, house. Yeah. So I was by my brother for Shabbos, and I was in their shul, and somebody had this delicious, you know, homemade herring. Mm-hmm. So I went to the maker of this great herring, and I asked him, you know, how what what do you do to make this herring? So, being that it's svar, he said, first you dance with the fish. <laughs> Then you go to the mikvah with a fish. <laughs> with well, the he fish, swings he, didn't, legs. he didn't. He didn't say if you bring the fish with you. <gasps> he said, say some Tehillim, learn learn some uh, Lekutim oran, and then maybe you could start chopping onions. So I was like, uh, you know, maybe just salt, pepper. What are we talking spices here? Um, and uh, you know, I got a very basic recipe from my brother in the end, and that just I started developing on it, and that became our first flavor, the jalapeno matcha herring, which is.
0: Is it very spicy?
1: The jalapeno matches itself I, isn't. I don't like. I don't like. Spicy. I don't like so spicy.
0: We're gonna. We're gonna eat these. Okay. ZK and I pretending. It's we Right. We're close to Shabbos, but it's not actually Shabbos.
1: We are so already. Do you, load already, us already up? In Wednesday, you tell yeah. us. You, No. You. So go for it. This is the the.
0: Okay, but we have to have it with crackers. Let's talk about 100%. what crackers do you eat this with?
1: Um. So we've got. I recommend the whole wheat kanakers. From Shibolim. Shib- kanakers oh.
0: Okay. Shibolim. Okay. Whole wheat. Okay, we're yeah. going to be healthy. Zk, I'm going to make us a platter.
1: we okay? are very neutral cracker. It doesn't you... change the flavor. Okay, of the so is that what we're looking
0: much. for? Tell th- us about I, how we pair herring.
1: I think um, you want it. Well, f- pairing with a cracker, you want something neutral. You don't want something too thick where you're just your mouth dries out from the cracker itself. Mm, um, good point. So you just want something that that's able. It's a good vehicle to get the herring to your mouth.
0: Okay, without getting herring all over the place right, or all right. over the here. We ha- we actually have plates. Okay, ZK, this is kind of like our typical – I'm going to give you a napkin because we're so polite here. So, okay. Well, <laughs> i got some oil on that. There you go, ZK. Okay, Rachel, you're going to have – is her microphone on? yeah. Okay, you can say hello. Hi, guys. Okay, this is Rachel Ash. She actually goes to my girls' – when well, my kids went to school at SKA. We've actually mm-hmm. had a few interns here over the years, and Rachel's interning with me. Um the Naomi Nachman, like, Michigan food life. <laughs> so we came into the studio today and she is with me, um, mm-hmm. watching us all do this stuff. But you're going to have herring? I'll try some. Oh, she wow. Tr- <gasps> can I just say that's pretty brave? I thought you'd say no thanks. I'll give it a skip. But I really- feel like I have to. Okay, wow. see, this is a serious foodie. Okay? Yeah, that's... When, when you have a teenage girl that's willing to try herring, hats off to you, my friend. I'm also, like, raised in a family that really likes herring, so... Okay, her... Dad is my kid's pediatrician, Dr. Zev Ash. Best mm-hmm. pediatrician. Thank you. Okay. I agree. Best male pediatrician. My sister in laws a pediatrician okay. in Borough Park, Dr. Rifka Goldfinger. Okay. That's her maiden name, Dr. Rifka Steen. <laughs> I said her <a> maiden name <laughs> Okay. Here we go. So I'm going to make you a cracker. Do you like spicy? Maybe wait for the sweeter ones. Okay. Okay. Okay, ZK, you ready?
1: Like breaking, the fast, you
0: know. breaking the fast. Okay. We have to make a bracha. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to talk
1: So the jalapeno matches herring That you're having right now Each flavor is inspired by a different Hasidic Rebbe Alright So this one you're having right now Is inspired by Rav Lelav, And on the back of each container It tells you what that inspiration How that came to be And it's just a small biography of who Rav was
0: Okay, you see the picture of the Rebbe? And on the back I'm j- trying not to spill Without it it's <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in the carpet, although I have to get new carpet. <laughs> and there is the back on that you got there, ZK? All right. Who did your sketch of the Rebbe? He's um, so cute.
1: That one, it's funny. I'm, I'm a graphic designer myself. I did oh. a lot of the packaging, The, the although I'm tell. not an illustrator. So I, I oh. wasn't able to draw, draw okay. such an incredible visage of a Rebbe. Um, so <laughs> I actually hired somebody um, on a website called Fiverr.com where everything is $5 and this ended up costing me about $30 just with expediting and commercial use, high quality vector graphics and things like that, but it ended up being $30 graphic altogether. I love it. Yeah. That
0: is, the packaging is so cute. Where's my phone? I wanna show everyone who's watching on our YouTube channel Avtali even gives out stickers. I put him on the back of my phone.
1: <laughs> people love putting it on their phones. Some people even put it on their cars, computers. My
0: my son-in-law Raffi Sessini put put one on the back of his computer. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's dedication.
0: We take. It. Well, he's my, a real
1: follower of the Rebbe.
0: Well, I'm an you know my last name's Nachman, so you know Na Na Nachman. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is really cute. Okay, so so what inspired you to name it the Rebbe's choice?
1: Actually, um, how did the
0: stories come about? Like- you
1: know, it's funny. I was trying to figure out. So when I was in Yeshiva in Israel, I started making the herring. Um, and I would just make Your it. Your
0: roommates must have loved that. I, I
1: made it outdoors. I made it outdoors. <laughs> My roommates were not were not the biggest fans of the production. So they would eat it, though.
0: Oh, okay. Baruch um,
1: Yeah. So I started making it and just serving it, uh, you know, after davening on Shabbos and things like that. And then eventually people wanted to start buying from me. It was actually right around Shavu's time. And that was when I st- first started selling it. Um, and I had a huge order and I was just making tons of herring like the whole week. Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeshiva. Yeah, you know, whatever it is. I made up for it on I You guess. know, Rashi,
0: Rashi was a winemaker. So right. you made herring. You'll be known as the, the exactly. herring. And he exactly. was the wine guy. And the you're rabbi. the herring I'm guy. the herring rabbi. Know. Rashi, Naftali, you know. Yeah.
1: Um, so basically when I came back to the States in between my first year and second year in yeshiva, I started... I had this idea to start selling my herring just a little bit on the side over the summer, um, and my sister-in-law, who is a teacher in SKA,
0: who's uh, we went through this, right? right?
1: S, well, she goes by, Erica Engel, but she goes by SD Mrs. Engel in SK Mrs. Engel, yeah. right? Right, Mrs. <laughs> Engel. I actually also do photography. That's a side thing I do. So I I do some photography for Halb SKA schools, and I remember once I was taking pictures in her classroom. And when they all kind of connected the dots that I was her brother in law, they all kind of like, ooh, you know. Like, okay. That's so
0: funny. So we are all like one Halb family here. Right,
1: right. Okay. So she I'm actually I have
0: a fourth grader in Help.
1: Oh wow. Lovely. So she actually helped me come up with the name, the Rebbe's Choice. I oh, um, love it. And then from there it gave me that idea to to connect each herring flavor to a different Hasidic Rebbe.
0: Now did did these rabbis like that kind of herring or So
1: that's not the claim I'm making. Um what I'm trying to show is how certain inspirations we have from learning can be translated into how we interact with the world. So for me, it's in my business with the herring. But for other people, it might be doing a different good deed or something like that. Just to to take what we learn in the base measure and go out into the world and shine that light.
0: Oh my God, I love that! I'm like very moved by that. That's really nice, especially food is. Especially now, it's such a gashmiest thing, right? right like, right.
1: and in Judaism, take a photo, food, do this, yeah.
0: do that, like a ooh, fanciest meal, thousand dollar sandwich. Right. Which, don't get me wrong, I, if I could afford, it, I would definitely try it. You know, like, um, but but you know, it's a, it's it's become like a very much gashmi right, that. Right. You and know, I now you're bringing some ruchniest. Right,
1: food in like. in Judaism is one of the holiest things because it's one of these things that could be used in such a negative way but could also be used in such a positive way
0: right and look before you put the food in your mouth you're, you're blessing it you're making a your bracha, bracha exactly
1: yeah.
0: So okay, Let's, we we need to move on to our next herring. Next now. flavor. <laughs> We've so, got six herrings. Right.
1: So you said you don't, you're not a big fan of spicy.
0: Oh, uh, is it very spicy or a little it's, spicy? It's
1: um, it's not mild. That's for sure. Okay. It then depends maybe, on your levels. Maybe of,
0: not on the air because I
1: got. It's a honey mustard sriracha herring, which is a very unique flavor. All of our flavors are very unique. Even the jalapeno matches, which other brands have them. The, you know, the flavors are very unique. I'm sure you can tell.
0: Right. No, I can tell. And I like that it wasn't very harif. Um, I, I'm i going to try that when we're at okay. the end of the show. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll do it on Instagram, <laughs> on the Nachum Siegel Network uh, Instagram. but I, I do not want to do it.
1: So we'll go maybe in the order of how the flavors came to be. So okay, good. So after the jalapeno matches was the honey mustard sriracha, which we'll try off air. But you can try the smoky za'atar herring. Oh, you, which had is also, you had me at za'atar. Right, okay, which ZK. is also a very unique flavor.
0: Okay, ZK, give me back your plate. Okay, I'm making one for me. And Rachel, you want to try the zatar one? Okay, Rachel. Okay, see, I am in food service business here today. Right. Okay. I'm feeding everyone. I feel like
1: I should be doing this, but. Okay,
0: that's okay. You can you can load up the next round. Okay, now, smoky za'atar, which is not a usual blend of flavors. I just get you dirty? I
1: think so. Okay, Okay. Right, so smoky za'atar is not a usual blend. I've always been interested in cooking and um, mm. you know played around a lot with different flavors over the years. Mm-hmm. So um it kind of these are all my original recipes.
0: There's a clove in here. Interesting.
1: Yes, yeah, there are whole cloves in the smokies out there. They add in a very subtle, earthy sweetness mm. and aroma.
0: You really know your food, my friend. Okay, there you go. There you go, ZK. Okay, we're gonna have Rachel comment. Um and Okay, ZK, I need you with a microphone. You need to look. he's in heaven. ZK is in wow. heaven yeah, look eating at this. Face. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've never tried something like this before. He's, it's really good. It was yeah, okay, good. Okay, Rachel's Okay. You can say whatever you like. However you feel. They're really good. I like that the size like isn't too big or isn't too small.
1: It's just perfect.
0: Okay, there that. you go. Just right.
1: Goldilocks.
0: Right. Okay. Um do you want to go outside and have a look? I'm good. Yeah, see if yeah, see if he's outside. We're just I'm just waiting to meet someone. And Rachel, it's so great having an intern. Rachel's gonna go take a look, uh, for someone outside for me. Okay, thank you, Rachel. Okay, all right. Now it's my right. turn to try the zata one. I really like that. Talk, talk. I'm, so the the I smoky zata, hearing
1: right, is the it's inspired by Zusha of Annapolis. And it's a, it's a very complex flavor, but it really does have that earthy sweetness brought out from the cloves. And the za'atar, which is a blend of herbs, uh, Middle Eastern blend of herbs, really brings in a freshness, but, you know, still maintaining that earthy balance.
0: Right. Interesting. I'm not tasting a lot of za'atar, mm-hmm. but I, I, I really like it. Um, okay, what's our next one?
1: So the next one we have is the sweet black pepper herring. Um, which I will, this time I'll do it. I'll put it on the crackers for everyone.
0: Okay, okay. Now, now he's getting down and dirty. <laughs> okay, very good. All right, that's for you, ZK. Yeah, you're okay, excited. ZK. You're, he's <laughs> eager. He's ZK's in eager. heaven. When I say, like, sometimes, you know, he likes everyone that comes and we have a great time eating, but like, he doesn't love dairy, so he's very happy to eat herring. Okay. Okay.
1: Do you want to try some of the sweet black pepper herring? Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, we just.
1: Um, so a lot of the herrings that we have are sugar-free. Uh, three out of the six are sugar-free, which is, uh, something people are always asking me about. This the- is amazing. Right. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. What was that one? That was the sweet black pepper. So that one has sugar in it, obviously. The jalapeno matches, smoky za'atar, and zesty matches are all sugar-free herrings, and people are very big fans of that because, uh, people are, you know, sugar-free for different reasons, and...
0: I love that it's named after the Bedichura River. The Biditra, yeah. Yeah, I have a nephew whose whose name is Levi Yitzchak for the Bedichura. I'm actually River.
1: going to be walking down the aisle to the Bedichura's niggun. Do
0: we, what is that? Do it's, we have it? Do we have it, CK?
1: I'm sure you have it. we I'm, can not, I'm not singing. I'm, <laughs> I'm not singing on the air. Wow, we have much. We have better talent out here.
0: <laughs> Foodie talent right here, right now. Yeah. Okay, this is great. Um. All right. Um. What drinks do you suggest that we go with this? Because, you know, we're talking kiddish food here. Right. Right. Some of the whiskeys, I'm not a fan of whiskey, but some of the whiskeys are very strong. Is there? Would you go for a whiskey? Would you go with a bourbon? Do I sound like I know what I'm talking about? Not really.
1: It depends, obviously, on which flavor you're eating. Um, I generally like having scotch. And, um, you know, now I can say that because I'm 21. But previous to this, I wasn't able to say that. You know, right. I mean, legally, on right, on air, right? <laughs> with uh, On record, I can't say that I recommend any alcohol beverage. Are for you 21 or more? I'm 21. He's yeah. you
0: so young and so established. Well, we're actually very impressed. Thank you.
1: Um, I'm working hard, Baruch Hashem. So happens to be, a lot of people don't realize it, but beer is a very good pairing with herring. <gasps> like an IPA, it goes very well. Nice blonde lager, something like that.
0: I like that. That's a great – a blonde lager. I like blonde. IPAs are a bit strong. Right. But I could see a blonde lager.
1: It, like, it it's really, a palate cleanser. It cleanses the palate, but it, it, it brings that saltiness, you know, mm. makes it more mellow but and brings out a lot of other flavors that are nuanced in the herring.
0: If it wasn't 10.30 in the morning, right. <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning, I, hear, I, hear. I, would, have said, I would have said it. I, I wish we had beer here. Well, I can still say it. I wish we had beer here. <laughs> Okay, nice cold blonde with these, blonde beer with some of this. Right. Okay, you guys know what I'm going to have for Shabbos. Okay, great.
1: Yeah, so the next flavor that we came out with is the Zesty Matches Herring. It's inspired by Ramnach Mendel of Vriminov.
0: Oh, that's got my name on it. <sighs> Literally, well, right?
1: Oh, Raminach Rem- Mendel. Menachem
0: or Nachem? Yeah,
1: Menachem Mendel. Do you have
0: a Nana na nachem one? I don't.
1: I don't. Not yet. No. Not yet.
0: Um, Can I just say yes. that matches is usually my first choice of herring. Oh, okay. Yeah, my husband loves the cream one uh-huh. in general. Okay, I'm gonna take so that one.
1: So the onions in here, they're they're pickled with lemon juice. So in in this one. In this herring, right? Oh, and I that's love pickled onions. Right, that's how we get the 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 zesty matches, uh, gets the zestiness in there.
0: Oh my so god. So the
1: onions in this flavor are much uh, they're more important to the the whole the whole package compared to the other herrings. Um, a lot of other brands, specifically, also you'll buy herring and it'll just be a package of onions um, with a couple pieces of fish, can, whereas can here you're getting say, a tremendous amount of fish. I hate that. All right. All right. Don't
0: sell me a bag of onions. All
1: right. I dislike it as well.
0: This is exceptional.
1: Okay, thank you. It's a, It's one of our newest flavors. It's the second newest flavor, and people love it.
0: I love lemon. Everything I make has got a lot of lemon in it, right, Rachel? We've been recipe testing together.
1: He's He's liking it.
0: DK is like obsessed. He's like, Naomi, this is going to be the best show ever. <laughs> so far,
1: which flavor are you taking home today? This one the zesty matches. Okay. Sure. Okay. Make sure if you're out there to pick up some as well.
0: That, that was wow. Wow, 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 wow.
1: Wow. Okay. So now we're at a cream sauce herring, the sweet onion herring which is our newest edition, and it's just flying off the shelves. Is that shelves. what you brought to my house? That is what I brought to your house. People love it, and um, it's an exciting new flavor that's just, you know, it has that classic cream sauce texture and, and those basic flavors, but then there's something new and something interesting about it, which is what I'm trying to do.
0: I absolutely love it. And where can people buy your herring? Like if you are...
1: Um, you could go to rebbyschoice.com and we have a list of all the supermarkets we're in. Okay. We're in supermarkets in the Five Towns, Crown Heights, Queens, Teaneck, um, Riverdale. Are we
0: shopping across, sending, shipping across state lines?
1: Um, How, sure. And, and my
0: Chicago and LA so, listeners want to know. So
1: we're actually going to be starting to ship um, out of the New York tri-state area with quality frozen foods in the next couple of weeks.
0: Wonderful, yes. wonderful! Wow, I'm so happy yeah. for you. Don't you love when you get an idea? Okay, let's let's talk about. This is what I always asked. from brain to shelf. That's what I call it. Right. Meaning from when you got the idea in your head. Till it was on the shelves in Gourmet Glot. How long was that?
1: Till it was on the shelves in Gourmet Glot. Um, took about two years. Wow. The first store I was in was uh, Geffen Gourmet and Eula, which oh, we're still selling them. there. Um,
0: Shout out to them. I love Geffen Gourmet. They
1: have um, excellent dips. Yeah. Yep. I love that. It's just like a little Israeli Makola vibe they're f- in They're fantastic.
0: It's, it's like you're in Israel when you're right. there. Do you go there? Mm-hmm. Whenever, you go, whenever you go there, it's amazing. I love the family that runs it. Um and kubane, right? You have kubane bread. Yeah. They make this insane kubane bread. VK is like plutzing over wow, there.
1: yeah.
0: You know, when I, when you came over the other day and you left me the leftover of that, uh-huh. my son-in-law found it,
1: huh.
0: and he loves Hasidus and he loves the whole rap, and he knew exactly where you were, and he put the sticker on the back of his computer. Like, he went nuts over that herring.
1: I'm glad he's to hear. Like,
0: yeah. I didn't put it out on Friday night because I feel like we'd all eaten from it a little bit, so <laughs> he's like where's the herring? Where's the Rebus choice sweet onion here? I'm like, that's in the fridge. He goes, can I go get it? I'm like, because it's I hate. Like, <laughs> it's really something special.
1: Thank like, you.
0: You know, I, I, get, I see a lot of things. I get sent a lot of things, a lot of samples. I'm a pretty happy person. I'm a pretty chip. I try to promote everyone. But some things I just can't promote. Like I'm like, uh, this is not really good or it's not really for my viewers or listeners. So whenever I, I do have someone on the show, or I have someone on my Instagram. It's because I really, really love them, and I really, really w- want to help them. I, I mean, I want to help everyone, but uh, you know. Um, but it's because I, I want to shout you from the rooftops on Thank on you. every form of media that I have, and I just love the fact you're young and you're you're an entrepreneur, and you took this brilliant con concept. And and flavored herrings are not new, right? But the whole rubber thing and, and the the giving exactly. us some um. Uh, Ruchnius without gashmius, exactly. Right? That's like, the point. That speaks to, to me so To infuse the physicality
1: much. with spirituality.
0: Uh, I'm like very choked up. <laughs> I, like I, people are like get carried away so much around food, especially me. I feel like I, you know, stoked the fire without with with my you know uh, love of food, but I don't ever forget where it all comes from. Right, right. Like right.
1: so, that's the whole point. Like you were saying of making a bracha before, just to. To, to kind of have that designation that I know that although I may have bought this food, you know, in the supermarket and cooked the meal, where's it all really coming from? It's coming from Hashem.
0: This is really wonderful and very exciting news. I don't know if I mentioned it on air, but Rebbe Naftali is getting <laughs> married soon.
1: Yeah, six days. It's and really
0: crazy. Yeah, we spoke about the right, beginning. Yeah, right. so very nice. And, and your color is also from the five towns where right. you're from.
1: Remy so. Stark. She's the best.
0: Oh, she's great. They came over to bring me herring and like he's like telling her how to do social media. No, she's, no, telling, she's telling me how she's to do telling social him media. Let's not make that mistake.
1: I before I met her, my social media game was lacking. She kicked it into gear for me and has been helping me tremendously and she's helping me in every area of my life, but definitely in my business for sure.
0: Are you guys um Going to be doing this full-time? You're doing this full-time? So she
1: she actually does something else. She in the total opposite spectrum. She's a… Uh, dietitian? She, she does sales for a construction superintendent. Oh, there company. you go.
0: I thought maybe the opposite would be like right. a dietitian because it's not so dietetic. Right.
1: So if, if you need a construction superintendent, you know, ah, you have on the show. Ah, very nice. Right. Um, so that's what she does. And uh, she helps me a lot, uh, you know, with her free time um, just with the business and marketing because she has an amazing head for marketing.
0: Right, it's it's an amazing how everything's just changed with marketing. Like right, the, 100%. The um, social media, you know, it's the traditional so media, powerful. radio, right. which we love, and newspapers, magazines, right. it's a great. I mean, especially newspapers and magazines, Shabbos, that's our right. Shabbos reading. So you've got to be everywhere. Right. You know, the Instagram's for this, the radio's for that, the newspapers are for that, you've got to... Right,
1: with social media, you're getting in front of people's faces, really. And, you know, right. you're, they're carrying you around with them all day. So if you use it successfully, you can really light a fire
0: right a herring fire let's talk about herring where do you actually get your herring from where does Um, the fish guy come from
1: well most of our herring is imported from belarus actually
0: belarus where is that in russia
1: it's uh it's in eastern europe yeah used to be part of russia i guess before communism (laughs) fell.
0: how did you get it here
1: um we have an importer and he brings it in for us um and it's the top of the line starting point um and that allows us to bring a top-of-the-line product to the shelves. Uh, there's a f- famous quote from a couple of different chefs, but it's that uh, you start with great ingredients and you don't mess them up. And that's how we yeah. that's how we try to do it.
0: Right, right. Is there a lot, big herring market in Europe for um, importing to America? I mean, it's the only place we can Certainly, really get yeah, it from. That's we, really we don't a, have herring in New York. There's, no, there's
1: Atlantic herring. There's there's also herrings that live in the New York River. It's not the type of herring that we eat. Herring is a very large family of fish from the culpidei, Uh, family of fish Um, so there are herrings that live in the New York waters but they're not the type of herring that we eat there's also Pacific herring there's alewife herring there's a lot of different types of Does
0: each one taste different
1: um, I wouldn't say it tastes different the textures are different matches and schmaltz really mean the same thing they're they're basically the same uh, product and that it's talking about a fish when it's still fatty when it's young and when they're older they burn off a lot of the fat and they get much more muscle tissue um, so they're not as tender, and and the texture has changed tremendously. So different fish, you know, age at different times, and the their textures change depending on the uh, the type of herring.
0: Wow, you have to learn everything about your fields. You have to know, right. where, like how to where where do herring spawn? Like right. where do they live? Do they swim upstream, downstream, like salmon? Like it's
1: a herring is actually a fish that can't be farmed. Right,
0: I've right. actually heard that. all wild caught. They're I've, all I've wild actually caught. heard that. Right. Heard. So it's also and not very sustainable.
1: Exactly. It's also a very sustainable food source compared to other things. It's like meat even or or wheat and things like that. It's a very sustainable food source and doesn't cause a lot of uh, pollution things like that. So if you're also very earth conscious, it's a good choice of food to have.
0: Let's talk about the health benefits of herring because right. I believe they have a Yes. It's herring, high in all the It's
1: very high in um, Not in, the oil
0: part, the actual herring right, fish.
1: There's a lot of vitamins, but main is the main, you know, star of the show is the omega-3 fatty acids, which are very good for your health and for your body.
0: Yeah, I was. We were once told when we were looking into cholesterol-free food. I mean, foods to help you lower your cholesterol: right. beans and chickpeas right. and salmon and herring.
1: herring exactly. But just
0: drain off the oil because right. that's probably not. Well,
1: safe. we're we're using. We also use canola oil. A lot of other brands use soybean oil oh Which also, I mean, it's actually not an allergen. I know we just had an allergen right, right, uh, right know, expert on the show. Soybean oil, according to FDA at least, is not an allergen because of how it's processed, so it doesn't cause any allergic reactions. But we use canola oil because there's no trans fats.
0: Right, and it's a higher quality exactly. oil. Exactly,
1: it's good for the heart. I mean, better for the heart. Better, than better. Compar- what compar- about
0: what about olive oil or avocado oil? Or so
1: like- we, you know, we want to try and keep the cost something that it's competitive to the other brands.
0: Okay. We're,
1: we're giving a lot of fish in each container and adding in like that, it definitely, it'll enhance the gourmet aspect of the product, but then also alienate it from a lot of consumers.
0: Okay. So that is a great point. And, and we, we did touch on it before how this is a much larger container than you would ever get in an right. area. It's 100%. higher.
1: The 12-ounce container compared to an 8-ounce container. Which
0: is – and they're all pretty standard, those other ones. Right. And this is filled with herring. Right. Okay? Filled with a gazunta piece of herring. I didn't
1: pack this one more just because I'm coming on the show.
0: Right, yeah. right. No, it's it's fantastic. I, I see – you know, I've seen your stuff before in the, in the stores. Um, I'm just so excited that I had you on the show today and we got Thank to try you. a little I'm bit of herring. To, I'm
1: very excited to be here. Uh,
0: the Erev Shabbos herring show right. today. Okay, Exactly. But I'm totally going to do that beer thing. I yeah, think that's so I highly great.
1: recommend it. I highly recommend right. it. A lot right. of people don't know that trick. No, that's great. It's a very great good. pairing.
0: Maybe we'll make a shandy. You know what a shandy? is? Right. Yeah. Right. Uh,
1: fruit juice with alcohol. Yeah,
0: lemonade. Lemonade with it? beer. Lemonade with beer. Right. Or sprite with beer or something.
1: Uh-huh. Something yeah. like that. Yeah.
0: My grandmother called it a shunder. Shunder uh. on the beer and a shunder on the lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Have them separately. Why mix them up? She right. used to say. Wonderful. Okay, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Segal Network. We are at the end of the marathon. I hope everybody has hit that donate button to keep the Nachum Segal Network going and alive and doing all the great program that Nachum and Miriam Wallach put together and the uh, uh, Yoni uh, Pollock, uh, ZK uh, Kopel uh, is always making us sound good and and, and, uh, we're supporting everyone and all the great – things that Nachum does for the Jewish community you know, and around the world, right here in America and around the world. So really, um, thank you to my guest, Dr. Eliana Aaron, all the way from Israel. And right here, HaKatan
1: Naftali, Naftali
0: Engel, Engel right. the Rebbe's Choice. The I Rebbe's was going to say, I was going to call you Rebbe Naftali, but, right. you know, one day soon.
1: One day soon. One day? day soon. After I get married, put on a Bekkah maybe we'll get a shrimel down the line and we'll see what happens.
0: Oh, my brother has a shrimel oh. and a Bekkah and we grew up, you know, not... My dad does not wear a strival, so.
1: My father-in-law wears one.
0: Okay, so, so there you go. So there I guess you, go. you got
1: some, some type of in.
0: Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Wishing you a good Shabbos and a mazel tov. Everyone, we have music right up to the left benching sponsored by our friends at Kenham. And up next is Mark Zomik with the Erev Shabbos show. Shabbat shalom, everybody. Happy cooking.